Percy, we know everyone is affected by cancer differently, but have you found a common need when it comes to navigating a cancer journey? Well, if we could sum it up into one word, it would just be hope. And we've talked about that and we continually talk about that a Mm -hmm. lot. Hope for today, hope for tomorrow, and hope for the age to come. And true eternity anchoring hope comes only from God. Yes, it does. We're going to talk with a cancer patient and her caregiver, who is also a patient, about the source of their hope and how it gives them strength day after day. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our title today, What Gives Me Hope to Face Cancer? Percy, we're going to hear from a couple today. We're going to share their experience. Yeah, I like listening to couples and talking to couples who have walked the journey of cancer, and the unique dynamic with this couple is that not that one was just the caregiver, but both couples, individuals, both were walking and are walking a cancer journey together at the same time. Yeah, that husband and wife will join us here in just a few moments on a pre-recorded conversation. But Percy, can I ask you a question I didn't tell you I was going to ask you? Okay. How do you select the guests who join us here? I have a great working relationship with all of our five regional hospitals. Of course, people are being treated there that uh, we then ask them, would they be willing to share their story with our audience on this platform? And so I have help from our regional ro- locations where uh, they They earmark and identify individuals, people of faith who have walked through cancer and who have compelling stories to tell. And so then we schedule time and we sit down and we just actually ask them to share their story. It's really just that simple. And it helps that you're a people person. You like to talk talk with people, don't you? I do. I do. I do. Love people. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to hear today's conversation in just a moment. But there's a question we'd like to ask our audience who give us such good ideas as well. Uh, What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Now, we don't pose these questions just to pose a question. We really do want to hear your response. We really do because, again, the driving mechanism of this show is the audience, the cancer community. And I have learned through experience Everyone who has walked uh, a journey and a path or is walking a journey and a path with cancer has a story to tell and thus have things that they have gleaned, that they have learned, and in many cases would like to share with others. And so we ask these types of questions because we want your feedback that hopefully uh, can be blessings to others. And when we get those answers, we'll attempt to read some of them as we'll do one particular today and give some feedback to what was said and allow the audience to hear that. All right. Before you read a response to one of our recent questions, let me give our website where you can answer the question this week. What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on connect, and then it'll give you an opportunity to answer the question. What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Okay, on a previous program, we asked this question, how did your faith make a difference in your cancer journey? And Don responded. Many people responded, but Don was one of them. Yeah, interesting response, and I thought this was really powerful. He said, when my cancer was diagnosed, it forced me to self-evaluate. Do I really believe what I say I believe? Can I really trust my eternity in the hands of Jesus? Through that experience, I moved from being a believer with a faith theory 
to a fully convinced faith believer. The 10% of me that was a Thomas was converted to a 100% truster of Christ. That's good. That's excellent. It gives you a good example of the kind of response we need, but we just want your honest response, you know. And by the way, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. No one is forcing anything on anyone. That is correct. So again, within the framework of our organizations, we are there to support patients based upon their needs and their desires, and we will respond to them according to just that and only that. But this is a faith-based program, and we like to start with God's Word, and you have something in mind right now. We do. And so with that, we're going to start with today's spiritual nugget that is located in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, and it reads as follows. And it's going to be a theme and a recurring theme in our interview today. It says that every, not some, not a few, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Mm. Today we need to understand that every gift that we're experiencing and that we have access to, there is a source for that, and it is beyond uh, where we think because it comes from a larger and a bigger place. And we're going to talk about how every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father God. We're very excited to announce something called the Cancer Center for Alexa, which you can access now. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access the tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. Now, you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. So what a great idea. We want our listeners to take advantage of this. We do, because, again, we know, Wayne, that there are many questions that people have, and rightfully so, around the subject of cancer. And so this uh, mechanism uh, that has been designed and released allows you to ask questions related to cancer that will provide to you in real time responses that will at least give you a framework of information and knowledge to process and think about. Again, at the end of the day, you should always make sure that you have a conversation with your healthcare provider, but this is a mechanism to attempt to answer relevant questions about cancer and cancer types in real time, and we are so excited for this opportunity mm-hmm. to everyone that is listening to the show. Well, as we said at the outset of today's conversation, we explained that everyone's experience with cancer is slightly different. Let's hear from some real people with their own experience today as Percy sat down recently to talk with our guests. Well, I'm excited today with me. I have two guests actually on the show. I have Linda Harrison, who is a a two-time cancer patient currently still treating uh, for her cancer at Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then I have Chris Prioli, who is her caregiver or has been her caregiver, uh, who is also still currently treating for bladder cancer. I want to welcome both of you guys to the show today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. Well, with that being said, as the introduction, we'll start first uh, with you, Linda. You are still currently treating for cancer, and you've had two types of cancer, thyroid, and what was the other type of cancer, dear? The other one was uh, jaw cancer. Okay, so you had cancer in the in the jaw area. Yes. And so, um, obviously, you have received and are still receiving treatment 
Uh, you look great to see you today, and I, I say that because I, too, now am part of the cancer club. Just uh, six weeks ago, I was diagnosed with colon cancer and uh, had surgery, and I'm doing great and uh, all that good fun stuff. So with that being said, um, let's talk about the day, first and foremost, when you first were told that you had cancer. Where were you, and how did you feel when you were initially told that you had cancer? I was at the house, and my my family doctor called and uh, she doesn't normally call herself. She usually has somebody in the office call. Yeah. So Chris handed me the phone and she goes, Linda, you have thyroid cancer. And I uh, just handed the phone to Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to say. I mean, she was that abrupt. Yeah. And uh, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it. Yeah. So it was emotional, needless to say, and and shocking for you. Mm -hmm. Chris, the phone got passed to you at that moment. I I immediately knew when the doctor called herself what she was calling for because, as Linda said, normally one of the girls in the office would call. When the doctor herself was on the phone, I knew what she was going to say. Yeah. And immediately, you know, my mind was already processing what to do next, where, who to call next, what to do about the problem. Got it. And so you, you kind of helped to be a buffer of sorts for uh, Linda, who obviously was emotional then just and just emotional a minute ago, even replaying that. And I can certainly uh, appreciate that. Um, you, you, you process that information, you know, you, you have to deal with that and, and, and absorb that obviously. And at some point you began treatment and care. What type of treatment did you receive? Well, Chris called the cancer treatment centers and got me an appointment within six days. Okay. And I went in on that sixth day Okay. and, um, they did all the testing they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I had my thyroid removed the next day. Okay. So you had surgery initially. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. And so since your surgery, have you done any other type of treatment, chemotherapy, radiation, or just only surgery? I had radiation treatment. Okay. So along with your surgery, you also had radiation. Let's shift gears a bit because in the midst of this, um, Chris, you too now are also or were dealing with, let's talk about the time frame of your cancer journey did it coincide with Linda's? Was it before, during, no, in the middle? I've been dealing with, with my cancer since 2011. Okay. And um, so for me, it, although, I, although I was upset when the doctor called and gave Linda that diagnosis, I was more prepared to deal with it because I had already been dealing with my own. Absolutely. So the shock of it for me was, was old already. Yeah. I had been dealing with it for several years. Okay. So, you know, for actually for five years at, at that point. And... Um, you know, I, I have been having treatments throughout throughout the course of those, off and on throughout the course of those five years, depending on my insurance status. Right. I could not afford the, the treatments on my own. Only when I was insured was I able to do that. Okay. So you previously were diagnosed with cancer before Linda. That's correct. But in the midst of Linda's journey, you are still now also still actively treating for cancer. That's correct. So let's just merge these two roads together for the sake of, of, of this conversation. Uh, you guys are, are caregivers to one another. Uh, you're supporting each other and you both have cancer and you're both working through the journey and treatment of cancer, basically. Uh, let's talk about... Um, 
what was the role and what is the role of faith and spirituality? I would have to imagine having that double blow like that. You know, that's not that's not a common journey for people. You know, you have one person, but here we have two individuals that's dealing with this and working through this process. How important is and was faith to any of you? Let's just first start with you, Linda. What is the role of faith and spirituality to you in the process of being a cancer patient? Um, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have my faith. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm, I get no, emotional. No, not at all. Um, I don't know how people can hear things like this and deal with it by themselves, yeah. that they have no hope. Um, I just think that God is going to be with me no matter what, because yeah. he promises whether we live or whether we die, he'll be with us. Yes, yes. And so if you really, really believe that, and you have the hope that God wants you to be healthy, that, um, you know, you can overcome some things, yeah. he can overcome things. Yeah. And you have to um, be faithful and live through it and, that's and do the best you can. And that's what's carrying you and has been carrying you along with good medical care, obviously, because I want to make that distinction because we still have some kind of in the faith spiritual camp that still struggles with the either or proposition of medicine oh, and science absolutely. and or faith. We're talking about an amalgamation and a marriaging of both of those worlds together, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, help me out here, my friend. Um, what's the role of spirituality and faith to you and for you and as a caregiver? <laughs> I'm a firm believer that the good Lord will never give us more than we can handle. Okay. And that whatever he sends our way, he's sending our way for, for a reason. Okay. And whether it's to strengthen our faith or to strengthen the bond that we have for each other or with each other. Yep. Either way, um, it has certainly done that. Um, Linda and I have had some some rocky spots in the past. Yes, sir. I guess any married couple would. Absolutely. But you know, throughout throughout her cancer, um, I have tried to be there every step of the way to to be with her. And I, you know, it's kind of funny. I missed one appointment that she had up here at the hospital because I was actually I had a doctor's appointment myself that morning, uh-huh. and I was sent to the ER with a, a problem. And she had to come over to the city on her own that day, wow. which was strange for her Yeah, at, at a very difficult time for her because she was meeting with the medical oncologist, the plastic surgeon, and the, the, the ENT surgeon. Got it. I wanted to be there for that appointment because I, I hear and I listen and I retain more than she generally does in these situations. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was upset that I couldn't be here that day. Yeah. But... As it, as it turned out, she made it through. She brought home the information and was set up for her surgery. Got it. Um, her surgery was a very trying day for me. Okay. Because it was a very, very long surgery. Okay. It was, it was well over 12 hours. Oh, wow. That is a long day. Yeah. You know, and, and between the ENT surgeon, the plastic surgeon, you know, everything that they had to do that day to her and for her, um, I can only believe that the doctors are guided by God. You know, their skills come from somewhere. Absolutely. Their, mm-hmm. their, their ability to, 
to recognize a problem and treat that problem. It, it comes from the Lord. Every and, good and perfect gift comes from above. I tell people that's this absolutely, all. Absolutely I, true. I, I, I'm, I am a firm believer in that. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think that our approach to faith, the two of us, we have two slightly different approaches. Okay. But I'm a firm believer that the skill of the doctors comes from the Lord and our being directed where we were directed comes from the Lord. Amen. So I agree with that. Okay. I I truly believe that God gives people gifts. Gifts and, and callings and purposes, yeah. My my surgeons, I had all the faith that I had in them because okay. of God. Okay. Giving them their abilities to do what they do best. So that's Good. that's one thing you have to believe that God gives people the mm-hmm. ability to do what they have to do to help you. Absolutely. So I came, I thought, to the best place. Okay. Now, it's interesting, and I'll just make this distinction for the sake of clarity. Linda, you treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, but Chris, you did not treat at Cancer I Treatment I did not. And again, I want to be fair and balanced on the show so people can, because we don't always only interview patients from sure. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, so we have other uh, individuals from who have treated elsewhere who who are also on the show, and we appreciate that their point of view and your perspective. In moving forward, uh, where you guys currently are today, um, what would you say now is some of the most important things that you've had to work on and focus on physically, mentally, emotionally, to kind of keep moving through your process? Because you're still both of you guys are still active cancer patients. Linda, you first. Um, I think the first thing that I had to overcome is that situations in life try to separate you from God. Yeah, for sure. And after that, it tries to destroy you and then kill you. And that's <clears throat> kind of hard. I'm sorry. No. Um. Like I said before, whether you live or you die, you're the Lord's. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is that you have faith. You you can't give up. Some days I just, I just don't feel like going on. Sure. But then you know you say, you know I I listened to my um, Bible studies, yes. and that helps quite a bit. Good. And um, I get all my encouragement from God and my husband. Great. And my family's. Uh, they think I'm going to live forever, forever, <laughs> because I, you know, I was healthy before I went into this. I'm 68, and okay. I was slinging 50 pound bags of mulch the day before I came in. Wow! And um, I was laying those bags down, and yeah. there was quite a few of them, more than 10. And um, so I was healthy when I came in, and I'm trying to be healthy now that I've come out. Well, but there was a time when I woke up from the surgery, the first time I woke up, and I thought I was going to die. Mm. I didn't think I was going to make it. But you did. But I did. And you're here. And I'm here. And I'm very grateful and thankful. Well, praise God And I that. think I'll be around for a while more. I just have I to. I think uh, so, too. I think know. so, too. I'm putting my money on you, okay? <laughs> I'm am. putting my money on God. Well, and then on God, of course, <laughs> absolutely. Chris, how about you? At, at this stage of the game... What's keeping you moving forward, my friend? What's what's your focus today? Well, my focus right now today, and this is this sounds kind of crazy because I actually have a procedure coming up on Friday. Okay, 
Um, I'm scheduled to go in for a procedure related to my cancer on Friday. But um, my focus right now is on Linda and getting her better okay. and keeping her on track because there are days that she does get discouraged. Sure. And her discouragement comes mostly from the fact that regardless of the fact that she has healed remarkably well in the in the two months since her surgery, she feels that she should be further along. Okay. And I have to keep reminding her that it takes time. Yeah, you're giving her perspective at right. this point. Like I said through yesterday, it takes time to make a baby. It yeah. takes time yeah. to he- heal her wounds. Sure. Uh, and that's what she's dealing with right now is healing the wounds. And, you know, she deals every day with, with nausea and, and sickness. And that's related, directly related to the cancer that, you know, her treatment for the cancer. Got it. So I have to keep on reminding her that she has to be just be patient and let, let God and nature take their course. Amen. With the 15, 30 seconds that I have left, uh, Linda, what's one thing that is driving your hope? What gives you hope today? What gives me hope today is that God will give me tomorrow. My friend, Chris, what gives you hope? Exactly the same thing, that that the good Lord gives us each day as it comes, and we have to just be thankful and be prepared for those days as they come. Today you have heard from Linda Harrison and Chris Prioli, who are both active cancer patients who are supporting one another while they are also undergoing still treatment and care, but who also believes wholeheartedly that God is giving them each and every day one step at a time. And so today I salute both of you, and I thank you for your testimony of courage, strength, and resiliency, and uh, I'm declaring that the best is still yet to come for both of you. Thank Thank you you for inviting us. God bless. God bless you, too. Yes, our thanks to Linda and to Chris for sharing their experience with us today, Percy. You know, uh, Linda got a little emotional there. That's okay. Yeah. You know, it happens to all of us, doesn't it? Why wouldn't you be emotional going through such a powerful experience? Absolutely. Well, I think that there's a proper place and time for our emotions and to express them. And so, obviously, this is a platform that we're having very open and organic conversation. And she was free to do that. And, And I believe we were blessed for to hear her raw emotion under certain circumstances. So again, we thank her for willing, being willing to do that with our audience. Can we offer a free resource to you today? It's called Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. It's available free online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, you've uh, penned this uh, for the benefit of our listeners. Yes, sir. And again, another great resource, free, download it and share it with others. But we wanted to provide you with thoughts that would inspire cancer patients when you're not sure what to say and, and you're, you're at a loss for words. Uh, peruse this document that will give you things that will be kind of sound bites of things that you can say around courage and boldness about faith and hope, uh, about perseverance, uh, about perspective, joy. This document is full of tidbits that you can share of sound bites uh, so that you don't have to always try to come up with something and create a response, but things that you can provide that will be of encouragement and hope for anyone that you're supporting with cancer. So why don't you do two things when you go to the website? Why don't you download Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients and then take a moment to answer our question today. What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? You can access the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and then click on Connect to answer the question or to download the Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. You'll find the resource there right at the front of the webpage, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, as you interviewed Linda and Chris today, the unusual thing was that here's a cancer patient 
whose caregiver is a cancer patient. Correct. And so that's that's unusual. That's not a common dynamic. So think about the compounded dynamics of having two individuals in the same house working through the travails of being a cancer patient mentally, emotionally, and physically, and then supporting each other and working through their own dynamics of their own unique treatment. Mm -hmm. That's what we heard from with regard to this couple and how they were able to support each other while they were also supporting themselves. It was very obvious that faith is the motivating hope for them. It was the key common denominator, and and I appreciated the full-throated endorsement of what faith meant to them individually and collectively. As a matter of fact, it was interesting one of the things that Chris had mentioned that he felt like that uh, one of the purposes potentially of why they were experiencing what they were uh, going through from a cancer perspective, he said, number one, uh, for from his perspective, was to strengthen his faith and then to strengthen his relationship or to strengthen their relationship one with another. What an interesting perspective to, to, to take this negative dynamic that both of them are dealing with and to say, this is going to help strengthen my faith and it's also going to help strengthen our relationship. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And yet it was also obvious that it wasn't just faith. They were putting trust in the doctors who were treating them as well. So let's deal with that because I know the faith community struggles with this. I know that there are still many uh, there that are trying to find a happy medium and a balance of where do I place my hope and my faith and my trust? Well, I'm only trusting in the Lord. Well, we are trusting in the Lord, but we understand or we should understand, Wayne, that God uses uh, conduits and channels to facilitate his will and his purpose into the natural earth. And so in this particular context, from a medical care perspective, they were able to, uh, upon uh, what they felt were very good relationships that they had with their care team at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, they were able to put also a component of their hope and their faith uh, in the medical care that they received. And so they both talked about and agreed uh really uh, strongly strongly that, again, that God directs people and he directs doctors. He gives them gifts, talents, and abilities to do the things that they do. And that's absolutely true. I I, I struggle with why, in some cases, uh, some members of the faith community struggle with this concept when it comes to medicine and science. We don't say that about a great opera singer. We talk about the great gift that God gave them. Uh, We don't struggle with that about people who are uh, talented with math or whatever. It's like God gave them a great mind. All of the great gifts that we experience and benefit from in the three-dimensional world, they all come from above. God facilitates and produces that, but he uses people as conduits and channels himself through to apply that gift to mankind, and we need to recognize how that works in our lives. Yeah, and once again, spiritual support at Cancer Treatment Centers of America is provided as desired Mm -hmm. by the patient. But what about the other side of the coin, someone who puts their faith in the medical science and doesn't exhibit any faith? Now, you're, you're calling is a faith calling. So how do you relate to those patients? You know, that's a great question, and it's a fair question. And I've had those scenarios on more than an infrequent occasion. Everyone that walks through the door of, of any healthcare organization, and certainly true for Cancer Treatment Centers of America, though we are faith-friendly, you know, we are not a faith-based organization. And mm-hmm. I want to be transparent and clear about that. But the organization understands the power of what we call integrative services and care. And one of the integrative or whole-person schools of thought is beyond mental, emotional, nutritional, naturopathic, there is a spiritual component. And everybody does not necessarily express their spirituality 
exactly the same, right. or in some cases do not express or articulate a spiritual path or belief at all. Mm-hmm. So with that, from a uh, faith-based perspective, my job would be, or any of the chaplains uh, in our facilities would be then to simply create uh, what I call the beauty of creating rapport and relationship with yep. individuals. I'm not here to try to direct or guide you into any area that you are not comfortable or that you do not endorse or embrace, but I can build rapport and relationship that will help you to feel that as another human being, I'm here to support you, even if you're not of a spiritual orientation, with, again, the the gift of my humanity with your humanity. A lot of wisdom there. There's nothing wrong with being kind and caring. Well, and, and we are currently in a day and age that we all can learn from that at this point as we understand the greatest gift that God gave to uh, to the world was the gift of humanity. We need to be sensitive to that, and we need to love and respect and honor that, even when we're on different sides of a position, mm-hmm. and particularly in this particular case, a, a non-faith or spiritual perspective doesn't mean that as people of faith, we cannot still love and support people in a way that they feel nurtured, empowered, heard, and understood. Absolutely. I know you've worked as a hospital chaplain at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Mm. Many of your close friends are chaplains, and we're very, very thankful for them and what they do. Absolutely. So let me give a shout out to all of my compadres who are still on the front line uh, at all of the regional sites, and even those outside of the the CTCA uh, ecosystem. Uh, I want to thank every chaplain, every spiritual advisor, every spiritual caregiver who are supporting people at the bedside in a healthcare environment, providing them with love, nurture, support. Uh, You are vital and you are important. And today I tip my cap to you and thank you for being honorable in the vocation of serving people and serving humanity from a spiritual care perspective. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our question of the week to you here on the program is, what would you have done differently on your cancer journey? You can answer that question again at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com when you click on Connect. I see you're reading some of the responses we received earlier to a question here we posed on the program. Do you want to share one of those, Percy? I absolutely do. I have good days and I have bad days. But God, dot, 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 (laughs) if it were not for the measure of faith God has given to me, I would not make it from day to day. I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma in March 2019. Uh, At this time, there is no known cure uh, to man for this. I went through a stem cell uh, transplant, and I believe that Jesus has healed me. My healing may not be as some may count healing, but God has given me this measure of faith. I wish I could tell you there have not been dark days. I can't. The spiritual battle is very real. However, I know that Jesus has won the battle. Each morning he wakes me up. I know he has granted me another day of the precious gift of life for his purpose, his plan. I will admit I do not understand, but I accept because it is his plan. And I know he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
Thank you so much for this podcast today. I needed to understand in greater depth the measure of faith that I have been given by the Father God. Isn't that great, yeah, Wayne? thank you. God, that touched me because I remember us teaching and talking about, uh, and I believe the question that you asked, if I can just drill into this just a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, Percy, do we need to ask God to give us more faith? And the response oh, was yeah. no, yeah. because the Bible tells us that God has given us the measure of faith. Yeah. And so we have the measure of faith that is necessary and needed to work through the day. And so thank you so much. Continue to listen to the show and continue to share uh, and encourage others to tune in and subscribe as well. Again, you can answer our questions at healthhopeandinspiration.com when you click on connect. It really means a great deal to us when you take the time to answer. Mm. And we read them. We do. And we want to continue to encourage you uh, to speak back to us because we're here to listen to you and we're here to uh, to be a voice and to be uh, the ability to elocute uh, things that you're thinking and feeling as we continue to share health, hope and inspiration. One more time, don't forget to download our free resource, Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. But let's return to the scriptures. We wrap things up. So as we close our spiritual nugget, James, the first chapter, verse 17 tells us, Every, every, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And so the final thought of today is remember that every good and perfect gift that you experience came from somewhere other than where you saw that gift or experienced that gift, and it came from God. And so we thank him because he continues to bless us and has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Be encouraged today. Remember to keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. God bless. He's Reverend Percy McRae. He's our host here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.